This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. With Danny Ruye, I'm Grant Paulson. This is The Fan. We are at Solace Outpost in the shadows of Nationals Park, just across the highway from Audi Field and right next to the Douglas Bridge at the Anacostia River. It's a beautiful venue. We are excited is awesome. for a big UFL kickoff tonight with the XFL's D.C. Defenders season ticket holders coming out. Uh, Danny, in 15 minutes, the commanders are introducing Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr. as their offensive and defensive coordinators. These hires have been known for over a week at this point, but... Those guys have not met with the media. That changes press conference right here on the fan at 2.30. What do you want to hear? These are kind of the, the 1A hires, right, after Dan Quinn. That's going to be the headliner. That's, you know, understanding uh, the cultural impact that's going to have down from Adam Peters. And, uh, you know, Dan Quinn's already had his chance to speak. I want to hear about what Cliff Kingsbury learned. What's going to be different this time? I understand that he's not the head coach, but he's in charge of an offense. And similarly, as he was in you know, places in college and then, of course, in Arizona, what did he learn? What's he going to do differently? Now, you're not going to give away play calls or designs or anything like that, but philosophically, is there something he learned? You know what? This doesn't work, or this works better. Or in developing Kyler Murray, I, I maybe missed this uh, opportunity, or this was probably too much too early. Whatever that is, I want to hear about the growth, because my concern is he hasn't grown. Until we've seen it, we won't know. I want to hear him say, the reason I operated the way I did in Arizona was based on my personnel. In other words, some of the things that didn't work that he didn't do well, most specifically being in the shotgun as much as he All was. All the time, yeah. 88% of the time, which I think, look, you have Patrick Mahomes, you can do whatever you want. But by and large, that's unhealthy for a young quarterback especially. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to develop Drake May or Jaden Daniels, those guys have lived in the gun in college, that's fine. But the play-action game, the ability to hit things in that second level between linebackers and the secondary a lot of that's going to be predicated on getting play action going from under center. But I'd like to hear him say, look, the reason that we moved the pocket as much or as little as we did at times, the reason that everything was out of the gun is I had Kyler Murray, who is an undersized guy, and that's just kind of out of necessity. That's not what I want to be as a head coach mm-hmm. eternally. That's not what I want to be as a play caller and a coordinator here in Washington. So it's along the same lines of what you're talking about. Maybe not an excuse, but an explanation for why he was so extreme with some of the ways that he operated in Arizona. And frankly, I think it'd be good to hear because you should be adaptable. You should do what works for your personnel. It's the essential question, right? Where you're going, did you do this because that's what you want to do? And it didn't matter if it was Kyler Murray or Grant Paulson or your buddy off the street. Or, hey, our quarterback, it's not a secret, he's 5'9". That's how tall he is. Like, we can't fix that or make that up. We had to adapt around him. I also want to hear him talk about going and getting Anthony Lynn as his idea. Mm. I love Adam Peters, and I'm quite sure Adam Peters was in on it. Mm-hmm. San Francisco background. Yeah, they crossed each other, yeah. But I want to hear Kingsbury say something to the effect of, 
I know my shortcomings, and I'm really, really good at designing offense and getting guys open and throwing the football out of the air raid. I wanted someone who's had a ton of success with the Lions and more recently now, more importantly to me, with the 49ers running the football. And I want him to bring some of Kyle's zone schemes. I want to involve some of that offensive ideas, concepts, scheme with what we do from a passing standpoint. I love that. And again, to me, the, the most significant hire among the sub-hires, I don't have a better term for it, so I apologize, but you know what I mean, OC, DC, head coach, etc., special teams coordinator, Anthony Lynn is that balance, right? He is a running back's running back, run the dang ball, physicality, push the pile, you know, 1987 called, and they, and they want their schematics back. That's welcome when you've got the exact opposite of that in Cliff Kingsbury, who you said, shotgun, air raid, four wide, although they ran some tight end stuff in Arizona, they had Zach Ertz, you know, but for the most part, they want to spread you out, which in general I think is good as long as you have compliments. This is the compliment, having Lynn, the, the yang to his yang. On the other side, Joe Witt Jr. speaks. Here's what's going to be the French fries in the bag out the window for me. Here's what I'm going to just feast on. I hope he comes out and says, I've been watching the film. I think there's some really good young talent here. And I think I can get the best out of those guys. I had Deron Bland go from the mid-rounds to leading the NFL in interceptions and being one of the best DBs in the league in terms of impacting games last year. Set an NFL record for pick sixes. Two seasons before that, I had another corner Mm -hmm. lead the NFL in picks, almost had 10 in one year. I think Emmanuel Forbes. I think Quan Martin. Derek Forrest, if, if this is him talking, if we can keep Cam Curl. Like, there is a foundation of building blocks in this secondary that made me really excited to coach here. I want to hear him pump up this personnel and really lean into this concept that they weren't coached as well as they could have been, but we're more talented on the back end than you guys think we are. I, I would love to hear that. Whether it's true or not, that'll have me feeling really good after. Time. Yeah, find a way to that delicate balance. Not to roll any of my predecessors under the bus, but you guys don't know how much talent's in this room already or some of the things we can already do without adding a single piece. That'd be nice to hear, certainly. Uh, you know, the usual cadre of things from defensive coordinators that want to be aggressive, want to play downhill, want to dictate to the offense, be physical, tackle well, rally to the ball, the normal things. But in addition, I'd love to hear there's more we could be doing without making any kind of special additions. I'm also right? curious about the relationship between him and Dan Quinn. Uh, we know that they've been together in three stops and they're boys. I mean, from a play-calling standpoint. Is this completely your show? Mm-hmm. Is Dan Quinn going through what he once called in certain situations all week and you're just executing his plan on Sunday? Or is this the, the Joe Witt operation now? Is, is this your chance to let your hair down and go out there and establish yourself as the next star DC in this league? Uh, the press conference, bottom of the hour, live right here on the fan, Kingsbury, Witt, your two new coordinators, they'll make all the final announcements on the coaching staff. Uh, you'll hear it right here on Grant and Danny next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Shot clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from Solace Outpost, we're Grant and Danny just outside of Nationals Park on the water over by the Anacostia River and Audi Field. We're here live today because the XFL's D.C. defenders of the new UFL are uh, going to have a brand new season kicking off and a big press conference for their season ticket holders. Right now, though, the commanders are introducing their two coordinators. Offensive coordinator, 44-year-old Cliff Kingsbury. Defensive coordinator, 45-year-old Joe Witt Jr. in Ashburn. Let's get right out there to listen live. Like Washington was a good fit for you, and can you kind of just walk us through the process of how you got here? Yeah, I don't want to get into the specifics of the process as much, but obviously historic franchise, um, incredible fan base, uh, the opportunity to work with Adam Peters, Dan Quinn, who I've always had a ton of respect with, with and then the ownership group, um, what they're trying to do, their vision. Uh, it's exciting, exciting times. I've heard great things about the DMV, so just honored to be here. Um, are you able to provide any sort of clarity on sort of what happened with the Raiders and, you know, how it led to here? Yeah, I don't want to get into the specifics, but have a tremendous amount of respect for that organization and, and Mark Davis and, and AP, um, huge fan of his. How was Magic Johnson involved? Uh, once again, don't want to get into any of those specifics. You were a head coach for a decade until last year. What did last year allow you to do, and, and is, does that set you up to be a better OC here? Yeah, I hope so. Um, coach Riley is a phenomenal coach to be able to be around him, watch him from uh, that view. His processes, how he works with the team um, was awesome, a great learning experience. And then just to be around the younger players again re really re-energized me, re-motivated me. I kind of got to be the good cop the entire year in that space and um, felt like it gave me a chance to kind of reevaluate some of my processes and how I operate and uh, felt like it made, made me a better coach. Cliff, back in the NFL, J.P. Finley, NBC4, 106.7. Back in the NFL now, um, but going to be a coordinator instead of a head coach. What are some of the differences that, that will be in those two different roles, and are you looking forward to some of those differences? Being able to just focus on the offense um, will be great. 
you know, Dan has, has a bunch on his plate. I've, I've sat in that seat, and so you're dealing with the entire picture. Uh, with me now, it's, it's focusing on that group and, and trying to maximize who we are personnel-wise, coaching staff-wise, and being the best we can um, just in that area. So to be able to back up and, and do that again is exciting, to put all that focus just into that um, and ready to get to work. And so much of your life has been playing and then coaching the quarterback position. What is if, if there's a roadmap for developing a young quarterback? What does that look like? First off, you got to have talented players to work with. There's no doubt. I've been very fortunate to be around some really good players, good people. But I just try to figure out what makes them tick. Um, everybody's different. Everybody learns differently. Everybody processes differently. Likes different plays. Um, sees the game differently. So I really try to get to the uh, bottom of who they are as a person, who they are as a player, and, and build it around them. Cliff, John Kime, ESPN. Everybody talks about the air raid offense. How has that evolved for you from the time you are in college to Arizona to now? Yeah, at Texas Tech, um, University of Houston, you know, we had Case Keenum and Patrick Mahomes, so we were throwing it a ton, and it was spread offense just like a lot of those are. You get to the NFL, you, you learn the nature of that game and, and the different personnel groups and um, the matchups and, and things like that, and I'm not sure where we were on, on pass percentage my last three years there, but I, I know it wasn't at the top. Um, so we want to be balanced. We want to be able to run the football and, and uh, play action pass and um, really do whatever it takes to win. But the air raid deal is, is you know, I'm honored to be a part of that because it was Mike Leach and I have a tremendous amount of respect for him, but uh, I wouldn't categorize anything we do under that name. And what did you learn from maybe the head coach time, even calling plays, whatever, that you can apply to now? Every year you learn something different. Um, just consistency and approach. I think that's that's the main thing in this league. It's you're gonna have your ups and downs. It's a lot of parity. It's tough games week in week out, and you got to be consistent in your standards and your approach. Hey Cliff, uh, Ben Standig with the Athletic. Welcome to town. Um, how much say did you have in the other hires on offense, and what's the challenge of putting together all these you know people coming coming together for mostly for the first time? Yeah, it's, it's always a challenge, but it's exciting. Uh, it was a collaborative effort with Dan, obviously, and, and Adam. Um, we wanted to bring a bunch of you know, high-character people and, and good football coaches, and we have some former head coaches and um, former offense coordinators. and, and um, So I'm excited to put the offense together. I, I think anytime you get a chance to reinstall your offense, you can be more efficient with your processes and, and your verbiage and, and your play calls and your scheme, and so we're going to all dive into it and um, figure out kind of what we do best personnel-wise and, and grow up from there. Um, and last year, obviously, you were at USC. What did you kind of get out of that experience being at the college level? And then, obviously, you're working with Caleb Williams while there. How did working with him kind of help you, or what, what did that do for you as you're getting ready to, to do this job? Yeah, he's a great kid, there's no doubt. And, and like I mentioned earlier, just getting to watch Lincoln um, from afar and, and observe him and, and how he coaches and how he schemes things up and his processes was huge. And, and then just being around the younger players and really diving back into the everyday teaching. Sometimes when you're a head coach, you, you step back from the one-on-ones um, a little bit, and, and this allowed me to get back into that vein. Scott Abraham, ABC7. Uh, Cliff, welcome to Washington. I guess when you look at today's NFL, what type of quarterback, like the ideal fit, the characteristics, the traits that you want to work with here in Washington? Uh, the Chiefs quarterback. That'd help. <laughs> uh, no. Um, I do think the game, as you can see, you watch those guys, Brock and him at the end, like when the money's on the table, you got to be able to make some plays. Um, 
with your feet move around enough to escape a bad play. And it doesn't mean you got to run like Lamar or Kyler Murray, but you better be able to move a little bit and um, buy yourself some time because the, the D-line, the rushes, the defense these days are so good. And, and then the intangibles, you know, you want that player to be the hardest worker on your team. You want him to lead those guys um, each and every day when, when he shows up in the building. You want him to lift the building up, and um, that's why those guys make the type of money they do. With how things ended for you in Arizona, now coming here to Washington, do you feel like you have something to prove to yourself or and maybe the rest of the NFL? I don't. That's not how I approach it. Um, you know, I, I do this because I, I enjoy the game. I enjoy the, the players and the mentorship and, um, you know, the, the Sunday is that type of, of competitive um, situation. So uh, I've never got into to prove anybody wrong or right or anything like that. Chad Ricardo with Fox 5. Coach, we heard from Dan Quinn when he first came in. He wanted to talk about all of the things that he learned from his job in Atlanta. I wonder what it is that you've learned that you're bringing here from your previous head coaching experience and what you've taken away from USC. Yeah, I think, like I mentioned earlier, first and foremost, uh, consistency and approach, and, and then the standards got to be the standard no matter what, no matter who you bring in, what it looks like, how the season's going. Uh, you can't let that dictate you know, how you approach um, the team and, and how you coach. And, and then the USC deal, um, more than anything, just re-energizing being around those young players and, and those kids that were excited to play the game, even though they're getting paid now, which is a little bit different. Um, they just have a real thirst for knowledge and, and want to learn. Having spent time You're listening to the Cliff Kingsbury press conference at FedEx Field. Uh, excuse me, out at uh, Ashburn, live right now on 106.7 The Fan with yeah, Grant I mean, and Danny. I don't break them down uh, right now. I'm still trying to you know, evaluate our own roster and go through that. But like I mentioned, I uh, love being around him, tremendous person, and, uh, yeah, I had fun at USC. Hey, Cliff, uh, welcome to town. Alex Fulham with DC News Now. Obviously, when you choose to come in as a coordinator, it's important who the head coach is. With it being Dan Quinn here, what was it about Dan that made you really want to come here and be a part of the staff? Tremendous person, first and foremost. Um, the, the football speaks for itself. I first met him in 2012. Um, well, first, yeah, kind of brief interaction. We, we were at Texas A&M. We played Florida, and they beat us, and I was really impressed by his scheme and how those guys played and they flew around and um, then watching him go to Seattle and the success he had in Atlanta, uh, just the way he, he does things and treats people and, and helps mentor coaches and players. Um, he's a guy I always looked at and said, if there's an opportunity, I'd love to work with him in some capacity. So for this to work out has really been, uh, been big for me. Uh, and then just kind of expanding on that, the vision that this Harris ownership group has, obviously they want to turn this place into a good culture, a winner. Uh, just th- how much did that play in the role and, and how maybe excited are you for what could happen here in your time here? That's huge. I mean, that's uh, you want to be a place that's passionate about winning and doing all the things necessary to, to do that. And you can tell um, this is the time to get it done here and we're going to do everything we can to try and make that happen. And uh, there's no better leader than Dan Quinn and Adam Peters to, to get this thing started. Thank you. Hi, um, Liam Griffin with the Washington Times. You said you're starting to break down this roster and going through film. What players or position groups have kind of stood out to you as you start to get familiar with the roster? Yeah, I haven't got, I would say, far enough into it, but obviously there's some some explosive pieces on offense that you notice. um, But I'm about three games in, so we have a ways to go. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I think there's some pieces there. Coach Candy Waller, Bowie Television. Um, what do you think? There. What are some of the key attributes an offense needs to have in order to be successful in this league? 
Yeah, first and foremost, being able to adapt to your personnel, um, do what you do best, and don't ask them to do things they can't do. And uh, we have a staff that is all in agreement on that and takes pride in that. So we're going to build this thing together and be collaborative as we put it together and just make sure we're putting our guys in the best situation possible. Um, you got to be able to you know, run the football in four minutes, and you got to be able to throw it in two minutes. You saw that game come down to it a couple times the other night. Um, that's how these games come down to. And, and so um, more than anything, just making sure we're putting those, position, those players in a position to be successful. Hey, Coach, uh, Donna Hopkins, Pro Football Plus. This league waits for nobody. When you look at your qualities and your strengths and everything and your, to jumpstart this offense right quick, what do you think those things are? Um, probably number one, I, I don't know what I don't know. You know, I'm not afraid to ask questions and learn from these other guys. And if there's a better way to do it, we're going to do it that way. Um, I'm big on evolving each and every year, doing breakdowns of the top college offenses, pro offense. What are they doing? How can we make that fit? Um, and I think that's what it's about. You know, the defense is always uh, trying to catch up and it's a cyclical game. And if, if you kind of staying stagnant and not progressing and not evolving and you're drill work and your scheme and your uh, coaching practice, then they're going to catch up to you. Welcome to town, Coach uh, Delsman Purnell, WUSA 9. Um, heading into the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league right now, he complimented you, said he would not be where he is today if it were not for you. How, hearing that, how does that make you feel, and what did you see in Patrick Mahomes coming out of high school that a lot of other coaches did not? Yeah, I just every time I would watch him, he was the best player on the field by far, and he, he put the team on his back and he did whatever it took to win. Uh, you see the competitive nature. Just like the other night, I don't think anybody here thought he was going to lose when he got that ball back, and it was the same deal in high school. It's like he knew he was going to find a way to win, and it didn't look traditional. And he'd shuffle back and kind of just move around and make plays. But he was the best player, and um, you know, I, I kind of stayed out of his way a little bit in college. I didn't want to take that away from him ever because that's what he did great. We tried to polish some things, but to watch what he's become and just the person he is. I tell everybody that's his greatest superpower is the person, even with all the freaky talent. He, he's such a great person. Uh, the way he treats people, the way he handles his teammates, it's just phenomenal. And secondly, Coach, uh, as far as the players who are still on this roster, what, what's your message to them? What what message do you want them to get across um, offensively to the, to the players who are still on the roster? Yeah, I mean – at this point, like I said, I'm still evaluating everything, but just that uh, we have a staff that's going to do everything we can to make sure we maximize them as a player and put them in a position to be successful. Hey, Coach David Harrison, Sports Illustrated. Welcome to D.C. Um, run game coordinator can mean a little bit of a different thing to a lot of different people. Can you share anything about Anthony Lynn's role uh, within the staff? Excited about Anthony. He's been a, a head coach. Um, another... Texas Tech Red Raider, which you can't have enough of those rocket scientists on the staff. Um, so we're going to see where it fits in. You know, he's had a tremendous track record with running backs and um, run schemes and things like that. And um, so that'll be a big part of his his role. But once again, it's be collaborative. We're still figuring out how it all fits um, in that way. But to have a guy like that, a football mind like that, a leader like that is, is huge for us. And then Wisconsin offense coordinator Phil Longo uh, called you one of those profound offensive minds in the game, and you had a, had a big impact on his own mindset. Uh, who's someone like that in your career that you look at it in that way? Yeah, you know, Kevin Sumlin um, is a guy who gave me an opportunity to, to coach and kind of do it my way and, and just let me have the reins from an 
early age. So he's a guy that um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for and taught me a lot about leadership and, and scheme and, um, you know, how to be a coach. Hey, Cliff. Chris Bumbaka with USA Today. What qualities uh, does David Blau have that will make him a good coach from the beginning? Yeah, very, very smart. Um, like, I remember we got him in Arizona for a couple weeks, and he probably knew the offense better than I did after two weeks. And he's uh, one of the brightest quarterbacks I've ever been around. Great rapport with the players. Um, and I love his temperament. I think um, whoever the quarterback is, he'll be great. Um to be around him and just how he sees the game, how he talks protections, how he talks progressions, because he never gets too high or too low. And um, I think he's got a chance to move up really quickly in this profession. Hey, Cliff. Uh, Mitch Tischler, uh, Monday Morning Sports. A lot of talk about collaboration between yourself and Dan. How do you kind of foresee that 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 uh, communication going and how involved do you expect Dan Quinn to be in how the offense is run? Yeah, as much as he, he wants to be, you know, he's the head coach. And so however he wants to do it, we're going to do it that way. Um, I understand that. He understands that. And so as much input as we can get from, from him, the better. I mean, he's a guy who can tell us, hey, this is what the defense is trying to do. Um, see it from a different point of view than us. And, and so I'm excited to work with him from that angle and, um, you know, see where we're going to take this. And then one more with uh, Bobby Johnson as the offensive line coach. Kind of what did what do you what did what do you know about him and kind of what intrigued you uh, about him and, and made you want to bring him in? Yeah, he's been at a lot, of, um, you know, great places. Um, worked with some some great offenses. Uh, worked with some. Okay. Um, worked with some great offenses there in Buffalo um, with Josh Allen and some of the creativity and the run game stuff they were doing and and uh, you know tempo and some different things that I really liked and then go to the the Giants' very first year to make the playoffs with Daniel Jones. and um, So I, I, from afar, I liked how he handled himself, some of the stuff he did in the run game, and, and then had got rave reviews from people I really trust in the profession, and, and so did Dan. So it um, worked out. Appreciate it, Thank you. Thank y'all. Cliff Kingsbury's press conference in Ashburn. You'll hear from the defensive coordinator, Joe Witt Jr., in just a moment when he sits down. We'll have that full presser for you live as well. A couple of things that are – I think going to make the rounds today, locally, nationally. Obviously, anything he says about Caleb Williams, Uh notable Danny. Uh, He coached him last year. Washington is the number two pick. Williams is expected to go 1-1. The moment the commanders hired Cliff Kingsbury, the expectation was... The speculation started, yeah. This could lead to a trade-up. He was asked directly about Williams, said he's a great kid, there's no doubt, and then moved on to discussing his enjoyment of watching how Lincoln Riley schemed things up for him at USC last season where they worked together. He was asked later to break Caleb Williams down as a prospect. He chose not to do that. Right. Understandable because that's, you know, a couple things that he had to walk around some delicate issues. So he didn't want to answer at the beginning uh, any questions about what happened with the Raiders or didn't happen, process that led him here to Washington. That was something he clearly didn't want to touch, and and this is another one of those things where – Awkward if you comment about somebody too much because he knew it would create fodder. There's a good sense of awareness there, I think, uh, on his part. Awkward moment or two, not his fault, uh, to try to sidestep some of those things. But, yeah, you, you could say generalities. Caleb Williams, good kid, good prospect. That's kind of it. Otherwise, then it starts to lead uh, to, to things you may not want to answer. Yeah, painting with a broad brush, I would say, you could tell he's been a head coach. Yeah. He did not say a whole lot right. in, in terms of depth of answer, which I'm not critiquing negatively as much as just kind of – um, noting, mm-hmm. but I thought uh, the things that I liked, number one, he talked about the importance of being a, a guy who can call running plays yep. and run the football. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was an air raid guy in college. 
I had look at my look at my quarterbacks and go back and you see Caleb Williams and Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray and guys like that. I'm gonna throw the football, but I'm gonna do what works best. I'm going to call running plays in this league. You've got to be balanced. I want to operate out of play action. Didn't talk about getting under center, which I wanted to hear, but and maybe not gonna get that detailed into the nitty gritty in your first. 15 minutes. Uh, now, defensive coordinator Joe Witt Jr. is sitting down. He finalized his defensive staff. Let's hear from him. John Kahn, ESPN. I'm just curious for you, your first shot at this, you know, how excited are you, are you to have your this shot as a defensive coordinator? Man, first off, I'm excited to be here. All right, this is a you know, one of the teams that you think about as you're growing up, you know, they won all the Super Bowls as I was growing up and having the opportunity to be here at Washington um, is exciting. To be here with Coach Quinn is exciting. You know, you're going to see a man that, that's going to energize the whole city, not just this football team, the whole fan base. And so my opportunity to be a D.C., I've been um, waiting for this for a long time. All right, um, The staff that we put together uh, is an outstanding staff. Um, we have a lot of coaches that come from different trees, all right, and we did that by design because we want to have ideas outside of what necessarily I've done in my past. So uh, we're ready for it. Um, like I said, it's just going to be exciting times. Obviously, you have ties to Dan, but why do you feel maybe you're ready for this now? <laughs> That's a funny question to me. Uh, I've been coaching in the league for 18 years, okay? I see a lot of these young guys get opportunities years, years, years prior, and nobody really questioned them, you know what I'm saying? Um, I've been ready, and just the opportunity now has come with Coach Quinn. But a question of my ability to call defense, to structure a defense, uh, to do that, I have full, full confidence in that. Hi, uh, Ben Standig with The Athletic. Welcome mm -hmm. to town. Um, we obviously got to watch the defense uh, that you and Dan uh, worked on in Dallas. People want to kind of know what, what does that mean now? What are you bringing here? Does that you already have a thought in mind of what exactly it'll be, or do you need to see more of, hey, who's on this team, and then adjust to that? Uh, one thing I could tell you, um, like Dan said, is more about the play style than anything else, okay? We're going to get that right first, and, and – one thing that we're going to do, we're going to be a run and hit defense, all right? Uh, we're going to run, and, and, and I just told this to our staff, the defensive staff, we had our first staff meeting. Um, the way that we live is not for everybody, okay? It's not, all right? Because we're going to run and put our bodies on people in a violent manner, all right? And so we're going to get that play style right first, all right? And then the structure of what we do um, don't really don't – really, doesn't really matter, you know. Three, four, four, three. Um, everybody really plays the same coverages to some point. All right. Uh, the structure doesn't matter to me. The main thing that matters to me is: Are we going to be arriving violently? All right, and we're going to turn the ball over. All right, we're going to make sure we disrupt these quarterbacks. And as a starting point, to have John Allen and Deron Payne, mm -hmm. what does that do for for your designs? How excited are you to to start working with them? Man, everything starts up front. Okay. Um, and, and I'm a, I'm a back-end guy, but when you see me at practice, I'm going to be – even when I was the cornerback coach in Green Bay or at Louisville, it doesn't matter. I'm always going to the big guys. Hey, it starts up front, all right? And so I'm a believer of that. And, um, and that's where we're going to – and I'm glad we have those guys because, you know, that's where, that's where it all starts. Scott Abraham, ABC7, welcome yes. to town. You said a violent defense. Mm -hmm. How do you instill that into your guys? Well, every day, you know, when we go out there on the field – um, the standard is the standard. Okay, and I, I know that's thrown around a lot, but um, part of our coaches and the reason that we got the coaches that we got uh, was because they are um, they hold people accountable. All right, they're great teachers first. All right, but if you don't do it the right way, you're going to get called out on it. 
okay? There's only one way to do it, and that's the way that we want it done. And if that's not the way that you want to live, that's fine, okay? All right, you'll probably be somewhere else. But we're going to do it that way, and, um, and you just have to go do it. You know, I don't. I don't have a. Uh, it's, it's, it's easy to say. You know, you can do this and that. You just have to go do it. You have to just go work, work, work. I grew up on a farm. My dad, you know, he had a farm, and all we know is just to work hard. And so that's what we do. You know, I hear kind of the energy and the passion in your voice, and everybody has different leadership qualities and mm-hmm. leadership styles. How do you lead men? What What are What are some things you you try to do? First, I want to make sure I'm a great communicator. I want them to understand that. I'm here for them, okay? If, if, if we as coaches uh, take the gray area out of it, I believe our players play fast. So um, I'm going to communicate with them. I want them to know I'm a great listener as well, okay? So uh, if they have good ideas, we'll listen, all right? This is a collaborative deal. This is not about me. This is not about the staff. This is about us as a unit playing high-level ball. All right. Uh, make sure that the commanders are, are are playing winning football every time we step on the field. And so um, I'm not really a rah-rah guy, okay, especially on game day. I believe if you're doing a lot of yelling on game day, you haven't done your job during the week. All right. A game day is for helping the players, teaching the players, putting them in, in a great position. Now, at practice, all right, we're going to make sure we get them going the right way. So you'll see a, a, a big difference between me on – the practice field, and on game day. On game day, it's all about helping those guys, getting them in the right position because they're trying their, butt, their butts off, all right? They're not trying to mess up, trust and believe, all right? So um, I want to make sure that we put them in a great position that they can go out there and play fast. As you step into a new team, what is What's your, your – What's I'm Nikki Javala with the Washington Nikki? Post. Okay, Sorry about thanks. that. Um, as, as you step into a new team, what is your general process for how you go about evaluating the roster? All right, so that's where we're starting at right now. Um, we have what we call a profile of – each position of what we are looking for in our defense. And so um, we match what we have against the profile of what we're looking for. And uh, you'll, you'll hear us talk a lot about um, we won't talk about what guys can't do. We want to know what they can do and how far along the journey can we bring them within our system. And so that's what we're doing right now. And we're in the process of evaluating the roster. We did that as a coaching staff today. Um, and I wanted to hear one-liners and what each position coach thought about uh, the position of the men there. And then we'll start to see what we feel like we must have, what we need, and, and, and some wants that we want from a um, talent um, acquisition standpoint. And just being in the the division the last few years, does that give you any sort of leg up in the process, or you, do you just, just start completely anew as if they're uh, – It might give you a little bit because, you know, we, we played these teams twice, but it's really – I'm looking at the other side of the ball, so I really haven't watched, you know, Washington's defense prior to coming here, so um, it wasn't that much of an advantage. What's a profile Excuse of – Excuse me. Well, uh, sorry, Sam Fortier with the Washington Post. Sam, okay, thank you. Can you tell us about a profile of, of one position? Uh, no, I cannot. Uh, that, I, that's a, I, want, I don't want people to know what we're looking at and what we're looking for because I think that's the secret of um, Dan and, and, and you know the things that we actually look for. That's not for everybody to know. What's your timeline, I guess, you know, from now until maybe the draft of, of how you're going to go through the process of evaluating what you have, what you need, who you bring in? Like, can you, can you kind of walk us through how you're planning on doing that? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, we're going to follow the calendar that Dan gives us, okay? So right now, 
we're in the process of evaluating who we have. All right. And we did that pretty much today. And then once we get the free agent list, which we haven't gotten yet, um, we'll look at those guys that we could possibly add from there. Same thing when we get the draft list. It's, it's the same process on all 32 teams. You know, you, you, you follow you look at your staff, even if, let's say, I was back in Dallas right now, we'll be reevaluating our current players, all right? Who, who's there? Who, you know, who can we take further on the journey? And so, same thing here, nothing different. Hey, Joe, welcome to A D.C. star is born. Joe Witt Jr. holding court with the media out in Ashburn. This is his press conference, introducing himself to D.C. Live. You're hearing it on 106.7, the fan on Grant and Danny. To flip that over with the new secondary you're in charge of. One thing I would I would say is um, everything that we're going to try to do starts with the quarterback. All right, um, we want to make that quarterback play post snap as much as possible. Uh, these quarterbacks are too good. So if if you allow them to uh, see the structure that you're lined up in and and tell them the truth with it, and so they they know the coverage or they know where the pressure is coming from, um, it's going to be a difficult day for you. So um, as much as possible, what we've done in Dallas from a disguise standpoint and a pressure standpoint is trying to make that quarterback play post-snap. And now the rushing coverage, which is a, always a good marriage, they can come to life together. And so that's, that's what we're going to try to do. That's why we've had success in um, not only my time in, in Dallas, but in, in Green Bay, that stretch. Um, we, we're known for turning the ball over, and that's what we're going to do here. And- being known for turning the ball over, is that something you can teach, or is some of that just the way balls bounce on game day? How can you get this group? Because they kind of tried to do that in the past, and it hasn't really come to fruition. Well, I mean, you can coach it some. Um, the The first thing is you have to have players that can catch the ball, okay? That's the number one thing, and that might sound simplistic, but that's the truth. Um, once you get quarterbacks playing post-snap, all right, they're making errant throws. Uh, most interceptions aren't aren't on good thrown balls. They're on tips and overthrows. They're on inside hip throws on outside breakers. Now, when you have those opportunities on those plays, you got to make them. All right, you got to you got to bring the ball to life. And you'll hear me talk about this all the time. The ball is life. All right, and so we it's like air, and we got to have it. We got to get it. Most drills that you see us on the field will end with some kind of guy catching the ball, picking the ball off off, off a fumble. Um, just understanding that how to get the ball out from a punch, a, a rake, or what have you. We're going to attack the ball every kind of way we can in practice so it translates into the game. Mitch Tischler with uh, Mighty Mouse Sports. Um, last year with the Cowboys, obviously, Michael Parsons is a special player, mm-hmm. but you moved him around the defense a lot and kind of got creative a little bit with him. How much of that is a staple of kind of the type of defense you want to bring to Washington and, and – Kind of creating creating matchups for players like that. Well, you know, Micah is a unicorn, so he, he's a little bit different. But it doesn't take a unicorn to, to be creative. All right, um, I like to think of our defense, um, and even going back to Green Bay as sort of a positionalist defense. Because, and just follow me with this here: um, you can take a Micah Parsons and and put him down, put him at linebacker in the four down spacing, or you can put him at a um, in and five down spacing. Okay, or you could take a J. Ron Curse, who we've had as a safety, a Buffalo nickel. Um, and then you can put him in a linebacker type spacing. It changes the ID for the centers when you do that. It changes that point, and, and depending on is Micah out there with four bigs or how they're going to consider him. Are they going to put the back on him? If, good luck if you want to. Joe Witt Jr. out in Ashburn, new defensive coordinator of your Washington Commanders, a star being born. You could listen to him talk ball all day long. We're going to step away for about 90 seconds. We'll come right back with the rest of the presser. You won't miss anything 
Grant and Danny on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.